one. Hello, hello, all. I know you missed this. Welcome back to the We Need to Talk Club podcast. We are talking our Girlfriends Talking Girlfriends series. We are on season three, episode 11. My name is Tamaya. I'm one of your hostesses today, and I am joined by the four lovely ladies, the besties, the girls, the hostesses. Please introduce yourselves. Let's start with the West Coast. Hello, hello, family, friends. We're excited to be here. It is completely fall and we are here to have a good time and enjoy ourselves. I'll accept. Let's then move on to the south of the Jerseys. Please introduce yourself, madam. First of all, I would like to say that the key that uh, Esther said, said that with made me think of let's get down to business. I don't know why, but it did. Uh, to oh, defeat. Okay. Yes, so much joy, so much joy. Wait, why they send me daughters when I ask for some? Sorry, go ahead, Carol. What up, though? It's Talisa. I'm going to say, you know you knew? You do you know you? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. For a second, I didn't. My head is swimming. Wow. Yeah, Again, y'all know y'all here for the intro, so it is what it is. Um, let's move down to the down, down south. Please introduce yourself, madam. It's Shakima, your favorite. <laughs> With the smacking of the lips. Okay, uh -huh. coming back up the hill. Jersey, please introduce yourself, madam. Hey, everyone. It's Ariana. I like it. I like it. You better hold that note. Hold that note. Hold that note and shake that button. Yes. Yes. The radio station. Oh, gosh. Y'all here for our intros because I'm here for our intros. Anyways, talking about Girlfriends Season 3. Guys, Episode 11, Santa. Believing in Santa. Jabari is actually to that point eight and a half where he is not believing in Santa Claus anymore. Maya kind of don't care, but Joan is traumatized still from her youth in which she stopped believing in Santa Claus the same year that her parents got a divorce. She's basically, what's it called? Applying, I know it's a smarter word for it. Projecting, projecting her experiences on Jabari since his parents are currently going through a divorce. And so ladies, my question to you all is, do you remember the age that you stopped believing in Santa? If at all, did you always know that mug exists? What was it? Come on, talk to me. Who want to go first? I, I will go first because my Please. mama call it, kept it real rap raw. She ain't mm -hmm. saying no white man is coming down. What, chip, what chimney? We don't have a chimney for Ooh. the big white man to come down. So I feel like I learned pretty early on. So, and, and we always say, Jesus, yes, reset. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, who? Well, you know, we we show Jesus in the in the in the red cap and whatnot, and then we go around the tree and say Happy Birthday, Jesus. Although really historically incorrect, but all the same, uh, I never. Uh, it was never. You just gonna sneak that in? It, it was never. It was. It was never a thing in my household. I feel like that was a thing we just let people at school believe. We were like, "Oh, that's so cute! Yay!" Ooh, we went along with it. No, we just went along with it. We didn't burst anybody else's bubble. We just did. Y'all were nice. Cause I know some kids who'd be like coming in school, like, "Guess what, suckers!" All right, <laughs> <laughs> who's next? Who else? Tell me a story. Tell me what you're thinking. What happened? My mama said. <laughs> my mama said, "Wasn't that a song?" <laughs> <laughs> my mama said Santa died a long time ago and we buy you presents. And then my nana said that Santa 
she made me feel better because she said Santa is a spirit. She's like like the spirit of giving. Oh, that's she nice. Me like that. Like we all have a little Santa in us. But my well, mom that's glorious. Like yeah, Santa, that's but now he's dead and he is not real. But yeah. Jesus all the way, that's what she said. And then I mean, but I mean I still have good Christmases and stuff. <laughs> yo, I'm sorry to laugh at your pain, but yo, the way you just said it's a mama straight Disney character Santa, like just killed the mug off yeah. quick. She wow. said, uh-uh. I'm glad you had good Christmases. You, you all right, friend? Yeah, bye. Okay. Um, we're going to move on over to Ari. <laughs> so... I figured it out pretty early on. Um, of course you did. And uh, I'm going to say it had to be around like seven, maybe eight, because the last like picture I have with Santa Claus, I was like five years old. So anywho, there's a closet. There was a closet in our house that like, uh, there was no doorknob on it, right? And Ariana so, always finds anything. Yeah, I just want the yes, world to know before you finish this story. If y'all want to know about your hostesses, sometimes we'll drop a little gem and Ariana can find anything. Don't you dare cheat on this woman. Don't you dare try nothing. She had the internet skills and the only computer in the group for the longest. Um, she could find anything. And of course you would be the one. She found my parents' liquor before I did. Mind you, I lived in the house at least eight years before she came to visit. Found it second first day um what? so yeah there's no surprise she found the presents in the closet carry on i have some undercover skills <laughs> uh, well <laughs> engineering and uh <laughs> anyway um so yeah there was no doorknob so i'm like why is there no doorknob so anyway you know my little engineer brain goes and finds something that'll fit in the door to make it open and voila it's toys R Us central there's everything that a kid could ever imagine just sitting in there and i'm like oh, okay christmas is next week so yeah no more santa claus so were you sad no i was not looking at all them damn presents yeah. <laughs> what? what christmas came early i'm like yeah, okay i gotta wait for christmas so you know yeah it was it was it is what it is and then I let them know that you know I pretty much knew that they brought they bought all my gifts and they're like okay so after that it was like well it is now what for it real is. like tell real us what you it. want like right right get all that little middleman get the letters just come out with it <laughs> oh, I remember my mom like we actually like in Toys R Us like Christmas Eve like putting stuff in the cart to put under the tree Oh, that ain't even a surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise, because I knew what I was getting. Cancels I was still excited. Box. It did not break Christmas for me. Absolutely not. Well, oh. for me, my Maya, uh, my story, um, I think my parents never really came out and said no Santa. I think at one point, my sister, because, you know, bigger siblings is jerks, and I'm the only one in this group who is not the elder sibling. I think she was like, you know, dropping the information on me because she just wanted to see me crushed um, <laughs> as older siblings do. But I didn't believe her. 
I just kept it going, kept the belief going. And my parents had this strategy in which they never came out and said Santa wasn't real. They just kept up. They just kept up the game. They knew I knew. I mean, I'm still, I'm 32 years old now. I feel like I can still go there on Christmas and it still be something like there's at least one present that says love Santa. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And it's like, just like <laughs> it's just a tradition at this point. It's nothing to do with nothing. I wrap gifts with them since I was like 15, 14. I know, they know I know. But then they started, you know, test um getting me to do it for Marky, my little brother. Like, oh, right, like at least three of them from Santa or something. So I'm like, all right. And it was just like that. Like they all knew, we all knew, but it was something we just gonna keep going with because why the hell not? And so yeah, that's just how my family did it. There was no actual Santa talk at all. Yeah. Judge me if you will. Dang. Judge me if you will. Then I got married, my husband's like, fuck that, no kids in my house gonna know about it. They basically pulled Elisa's mom. And it broke my little spirit. Cause I'm like, we can't just oh. do what I did when I was growing up. Like, absolutely not. Oh. I, I would like to submit that it may be a lot different for single parents, especially. And that's where I was coming from. Cause it's hard to maintain that when your child thinks that they can get X, Y, Z because they're asking a fictional, you know, the spirit of mm. the holiday instead of the, the real life person that got to put in OT and everything else to get right. the, the iPod instead of the whatever, you know, Walmart brand it is. Right. Touche. Yeah. Whatever Walmart brand <laughs> it is. Yeah. I asked my mom before iPad, uh, iPod when it was first popping. Like she gave you a, a Walmart. A, a MP3 player. Yes, a Wally MP3 World. player. A Wally Wally when I got older, I, I did reject it at first. I said, this is an iPod. <laughs> this is not an iPod. But I came back. I, re I, I rectified it. I was like, you know what? My bad. Because that was expensive. The foolery of me to think that it the just magically comes. Absolutely. Just magically comes about. Well, oh, Esther, please. Yeah, give us the answer before I move on. Honestly, I, I don't remember ever having that quote-unquote talk. I, I, I think I just went from, oh, you were so excited about like waiting for um, you know, Santa Claus to then just be like, oh, well, like, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't even remember like. So you like me when that happened and yeah it's like it was time, just it's like we all knew i knew but it was like why say it i will say this <laughs> and maybe this might be a whole other topic uh maybe a mini episode as the holidays approach but i am not uh raising my kids in any sort of like religion at all nothing so in that way we we don't do christmas or holidays per se either so I don't know what that would be like once they become more aware of, you know, just the the the, the other households and stuff. Yeah, other household and just overall like, yeah, the holiday. So I'll tell you what it's gonna be like. What? It's gonna be like Harry Potter on Sorcerer's Stone. I have presents. You get presents. Happy Christmas, Harry. Like, happy Christmas, Ron. Like, they're going to be going today. Like, I want to go to my friend's house. 
<laughs> I'm sorry, I had to mess with you. <laughs> that was how that was how my cousin was. She she grew up Muslim, but so she always wanted to spend the night at me and my family's house because even though we have a good chunk of my family who are Muslim, we um, they celebrate Id and give us presents at Id time. And we accept them and everything. And in Christmas, they know we celebrate Christmas. So we just give them Christmas presents at Christmas time. And it's like an accepting, like, yeah, you know. But, you know, at, but that's what I'm saying. It's like at least, not right. at least, but with your family, they still had some sort of religious or holiday gift giving event. Right, right, but right. For us, like, we don't have that. You got birthdays, people. though, right? Yeah, but that's a whole different thing, right? That's a whole different ballgame. I'm talking about like- All presents uh, to kids. I'm just going to let you know. Presents is presents. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like, just like the overall, because, it, because it's a whole other anticipation, right? With Eid as well as with Christmas, mm-hmm. that you, 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 you there's, there's the dress up, there's the family gathering aspect of it. There's the- there's the school because like when once you start going to school right that is also something that you know will be talked about through class lessons and you know movies and I'm just like how do you navigate that when you don't have anything to compare it with I think this but, you're right this might be a thing like a nap hour thing but yeah. just quickly I'll state this I think that it's hard to um it won't be as traumatic <clears throat> for them as it as the thought process is for you because you experienced it, grew up with it, understood it, and you're making a conscious right. choice not to, mm-hmm. as opposed to if you're raising them this way, it's going to be as norm as ever. It's going to be like when we all watched movies and maybe like I, the Parent Trap, right? Mm-hmm. Parent Trap I loved with uh, Lindsay Lohan had like a thing where they had a dining room, but they never ate at the dining room. You know, they just seemed like they had a really good life out there in Napa or whatever, with the little butler and stuff and the way they live. And I lived nothing like these people. One twin had a butler in England. The other twin had a nanny maid lady in Napa, California. You know, how many movies have we watched that we literally have no real connection to? No, we didn't get to do that with our families. We ain't have no, like, Richie, you know, stuff like that. I didn't have none of that. I always lived in an apartment. Every movie I seen, everybody had a house. But if you don't experience it, if that's not your thing, if that's not your reality, you're going to like what you got at home and just going to look at that like, oh, that's interesting. I feel like it's not until you're older where you start kind of comparing and thinking like, oh, that HGTV, I think I do want that backsplash. Like as a kid, Mm. I don't think, eh, personally. All right, well, thank you for giving me some silence there. And yeah, I, yeah, they I, won't know I'm what they're missing. This yeah. or, but but back to like your original question about um Santa. About Santa. Boop Santa. I I, <laughs> I I wanted to go further, right? About what like what are things that maybe in your life besides the Santa Claus. Uh, reveal you can say oh for sure I I not that I lost my innocence in a way but it opened my right. eyes toward the adult world a bit more like some defining moments mm-hmm. in regards to Christmas you mean 
No, just I think overall, in life. In life. In life. Oh, you know? well, yeah. Because, you like, know, the main thing of Jones freaking out was not just saying it. It was like his innocence. Yeah. He's, you know, crossing over. I, I don't I don't know if I, I can associate it with yeah, innocence. And it may just be because due to my own upbringing. But it's, it's almost like this is life. Yeah. Right? You're, we're, we, you pay for things as an adult. <laughs> like, you have to That's work for your like, money. So- were have, there any other moments like this in your life where like the Santa thing, the way yeah. that jars some people? What were we about to say, Kima? I have one. It's not necessarily a holiday, but okay. Yeah. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. How okay, when you're younger, well, when I was younger, I had a lot of cousins and we'd always like get together and play. But like I feel like as we grew up and got older, mm-hmm. you stopped spending so much time. Well, in my case, I stopped spending so much time with my family mm. that I didn't live with. Mm-hmm. And like it got less and less and less to where we were just more grown up and it just didn't happen anymore. But like mm. I felt like those times when it did happen when I was younger, we would play, go outside and play and like do so many things. I felt so innocent and alive and free. <laughs> but then like it just shut off and I don't know when it shut off but like, you remember I remember that transition yeah I remember looking around like why don't why don't I do this anymore like why mm. haven't I been my family members in months or maybe even years right like, I feel like that took like that made me feel like I was less of a child mm. like, I wasn't I had things to do the world I think that has a lot to do with um where your parents were at the time because I remember spending a whole lot of time with Tiffany and real and her cousins uh, yeah my yeah. cousins and you know my uh, Joanne and Uncle David like they, them but it's also because they were in their like all together they were all in their 20s early yeah. 30s yeah. trying to figure out things like hey can you watch the kids this weekend yeah, they want yeah. to play with you da, 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 da. I got this thing to do over yeah. here and, oh uh, you know if you're divorced or separated like I got this day all right I'll watch the kids for you girl like because yeah. they're growing up at the same time where you know younger and then when we get older they obviously get older we're figuring out things on our own and they've got things figured out by then so i just think it's a natural progression not that i i I, when i come together with my cousins i remember we grew up together yes kids are now my little cousins but i think that has to do a lot with the relationship that our parents had with their brothers and sisters and the fact that they were still growing up at the time think about you like you and all of you guys that have kids when you come together with other people that have kids you know, most times we're talking about girl i gotta do this i gotta do this and did you know they gotta do this and figuring out yeah. it all together like that community and then you kind of just grow yeah. from there i think it started in middle school too because i like we weren't living that far apart like they might have been living in east orange and i was in north like it mm-hmm. wasn't too far away to where you know we couldn't hang out but it just stopped but I do mm. agree with what you're saying. But, like, that's so weird. That's what yeah. I... I feel like a transition... I'm sure there's plenty, but one that sticks out right now is the transition <clears throat> between feeling like everybody... Like, I have a really big family, and 
everyone seemed like they always get along. Like we got so lucky that like my mom and my dad's side are close, like as if they were one side, like not two different sides of the family. So we all at everybody's events, et cetera. And I was just growing up feeling, I still am lucky and growing up feeling lucky and just everyone loved each other and everyone got along. And the older I got and the more I started hearing phone conversations or my parents talking about that family member or this family member or finding there's deep seated resentment with that one or this one, that was like a really terrible transition and I'm actually still dealing with like, but why did we all hang out so much? Why is my whole childhood filled with these people and we loved them and grew with them and you let me get close to everybody if ultimately these are the types of feelings and thoughts and stuff you're gonna expose me to now? And it's like, I see my brother still young and oblivious and enjoying and our whole family gets along and everything, that same beautiful blissfulness that I remember having of, wow, I love everybody. We're having such a great time. I just want more and more and more. And I'm like, God, I hope he stays like that and doesn't realize all the extra crap underneath that. That's just, just, it's not nice. <laughs> just so, that transition hurt. That transition hurt. I feel like that showed me just the complications of adults. Just, yeah. damn. Dang. So, yeah. Anybody else? Esther, did you have one? Lisa, was yours that what you just said, or was that just your response to Kima's? That was my response, but I get that. I get where she's coming from, because I felt the same way. You spend so mm -hmm. much time with these people, uh, with your, your family, and then you're like, oh, we just grew up. We grew away, and not only us, but our parents did as well. Uh, I think one of the biggest realizations I had was when I found out that my grandma is more than, all right, now stay in your books, pray. You all the things you got to stick together. When I found out that Bernie Mae was more than just that, and she was a whole woman before, during, and after children. Bruh, that part. That was a, she, mm. ooh, the things, the stories that she told me, the things that she went through, it's just it's like, wow, you're a whole entire entity, a whole entire woman. Before children, after children, before great-grandchildren, grandchildren, the whole nine, you were you. Yeah. <laughs> and you remain you. And that's that's more than what I, you know, I've thought I had of you. Finding porn VHS tapes in grandma's oh, room. I don't even talk about the porn. That shit is wrong. That shit is issue right there. Grandma, why you got girls going wild up in this mug? Why? <laughs> What are you doing in here? Dirt, what are you like, doing like, in here? Doing what? Yeah. Now I just I'm feel like I've been overall traumatized. Like, <laughs> I don't know if these things have ever been like transitions for me, but like, I don't, God. they never shocked me. I've seen some crazy stuff. Like, I don't know. And by dirt, I don't mean like dirty, like stuff like that, but like she ain't. Like, we ain't innocent. shaming you. We just shocked. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 oh, and just the thought that, oh, she had boyfriends before your grandpa that she, yeah. she, you know, did the do. And she would say stuff, don't shave above the knee lest you spec the company as a joke. You, <laughs> joke? you joke like that. Don't shave um, above the knee unless you spec the company. Just even if, even if it's just a joke, the fact that it came from her lips was just, yeah. what? Yeah. Like, it's I used to lot, date huh? this one. I used to date that. Yeah, like, okay, I don't need to know. I'm good. I like knowing the things. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> Esther, do you have a response to this before we want to move on? 
No, I think we're good. I'd love to talk about the other aspect of the show, of that episode anyway. All right, after you done made us all take away our innocence in this episode, you can walk away scot-free. This is some bull spit. Bull spit. Tell me where your innocence was stomped into the dirt. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. Let's move on. Damn. <laughs> Did you put it that way? You ain't got nothing. I mean, there's a lot, but... I mean, you ain't got one. Well, I think the biggest, not biggest, one of the ones that came to mind is more along the line of just, I don't know why that's coming to mind, but it's less to do with like family mm-hmm. and more to do with just growing as, you know, obviously when you get to like be a certain age as a woman, unfortunately. Uh, just came in my mind too, go ahead. You know, you, you, you start sadly attracting the attention of mostly men who are just to be nice creepers. And I think that's one uh, situation that really, you know, quote unquote, like transition. Yeah, transition, you know, my innocence, because it's like, there's nothing for you to do, but at the same time, because of just societal parameters you feel dirty and you're like why do I feel dirty like I did nothing Mm. yet you know I'm having to wrestle with this feeling and I can't really go to my parents because again it feels dirty Mm. that's fair that's fair I I think we all experience some level of that too yeah that's fair the other thing that popped up in my head is way TMI I don't think I'll get into it yeah um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> don't 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 give me those eyes ariana it's definitely a transition it was it was for me i i as soon as you was talking i just talked talk about like, what i think you talk about your period no oh girl. don't mention it then don't mention it oh. it's that don't 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 Wait, do Ari, what you think i'm talking about text me i don't know quick. what you're talking about what you talking about what you talking oh you thought i thought about period no oh I what do you think i thought about <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we'll keep that for the um for the patreon episode are you talking about, <laughs> are you talking about the other thing what other thing it uh, wasn't no, it wasn't period it wasn't not pain it was, it was it was pleasure yes it was pleasure then yeah then don't don't do that to them don't do that. <laughs> to who to who everybody else here <laughs> Y'all only probably heard one form of it or another. Are you talking about mm-hmm. yours or when you when you Mine said that? It's all personal. It's all personal. It's pre-boyfriends, uh-huh. pre-everything. It's all personal. Personal. Oh, pleasure. I thought about when you was talking about that when you said that thing about your. No, 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 no. That's what I thought you were talking about. I put out. I was like, well, that is a transition. Talking about my personal situation. That was the funniest day of my life. Wait, now I don't well, even know that what you're talking about. We talk about. Yeah, I'll ask you after this. Keep that no, in mind. No, if you talk about your own personal thing, that that was a transition, definitely. That was a transition Ooh. for everybody that knows that story. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up, what y'all talking? Oh, 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 boop you, boop you. You talking about Pepsi? Oh, I hate you all. Oh, I'm talking about Pepsi. I'm talking about the door, the window. Oh. <laughs> 
Oh, life sucks. We're gonna move on, everyone. <laughs> oh, got to um, I know what Kima talking about now. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we moving on. Um, you bastards. Um, we're gonna talk about the next part of this episode. I think we're only gonna get to episode eleven today. Um, where also in this episode, William had a um kind of a loyalty situation where his girl Monica. We've talked about her before. She's a go-getter. She's a definitely a ladder climber. Um, and basically forced him to choose between, as usual, that's what she does, her for his friends, because he was supposed to play the, the Santa Claus, the regional Santa for Jabari, um, and throwing a corporate party that could boost his career. Um, a corporate party which she completely put together and even had the tag, what, the price tag, like 20 grand to 20000 $20,000. So my thing was, um, what do you guys think in regards to William having number one, the choice between Monica, career, loyalty to friendship? My thoughts was like with career, romance and friendship, what are you supposed to be loyal to? Like, what did you think about William's choices in this episode? And because I, it was complicated in my, in my mind. And what are your thoughts on, you know, especially as a grown adult, are we supposed to be loyal to our careers? Because, you know, this is our bread and butter. Are we supposed to be loyal to our romantic relationships, our friendships? I These think, are all things you want to keep kind of balanced out. And, I think it, and it shouldn't be a point where one supports you being loyal to the other. Wrong the question. Thing. It's not, at least for me, I don't believe that this episode is a matter of loyalty either toward, you know, work or friends or romance I think it's fundamentally about owning up not owning up to your decisions and communicating those as an adult mm -hmm. because it all throughout this season William has been wanting to play both sides um, I want to advance my career. I do enjoy spending time with this woman who's pushing me, you know, who's really pushing me as I want to. And at the same time, I want to, I want things to remain completely the same as they are in my social life, i.e. Mm -hmm. my friends. Right. And as with anything, you need to make choices. Again, they don't have to be uh, relationship enders, but you need to make uh, choices and stick to them and communicate them. Because I think, yes, it would have hurt the, you know, Jones and them feelings that he wanted to host this party. Yes, but that's what you wanted. Say it say it with your whole chest i am hosting a party i can't be there for jabari i oh, i'm sorry yeah. mm -hmm. and yes again you cannot control other people's you know feelings and reactions to what you're saying mm -hmm. but at the very least you're honest and so they know what to expect instead of like having to wait and wait and wait and wait upon you agree Anybody else have thoughts on this? <clears throat> I was going to say something and then I forgot. Dang you. Mm -hmm. Old biddies. 
Oh, bitties. Well, oh, okay, okay, I remember now. But like, um, if he, yeah, if he wanted to throw the party with her, I feel like if that's his decision, then he should be fine with sticking to that. Mm-hmm. Like Esther said, like, just say you don't want to do something. Well, that was a part of my mindset where, and it's understandable if you guys don't feel the same, if it's a loyalty bit, but um, I I had that thought of, yeah, it seems completely fair if he wants to throw this party to kind of advance his career. But then in that regard, you would want your friends to be supportive of those decisions, not necessarily, you know, putting you down for them, just like you want them to be supportive in your romantic decisions. The same way we've complained yeah. about how girlfriends like to turn on a girlfriend when she chooses her romantic life, specifically Joan, yeah, over but... their normal social life, when it should be a respectable kind of thing. Why does it always have to be and I get it. William was not perfect in this episode. And he definitely didn't make all the right decisions and communicate properly. Mm-hmm. But why does it always seem like, I feel like girlfriends are always, and it's life, but it seems like it always got to be presented as, dang, a choice of one versus the other, where it's like, shit, in, in a perfect or decent world, we should all be able to but I support feel, these different aspects. I feel like kind of friends and work don't really mix. Like, I feel like even though you want your friends to like the path that you're going in life. I feel like if you're doing something to advance your career, they shouldn't have anything to do with it. It doesn't matter. I mean, it, I mean, I, it matters what my friends think of me as a person. Mm-hmm. But if I'm doing something as an adult for me to advance in my career, mm-hmm. of course I can tell you guys about it, but like, I can't help that you might not like the decision that I'm making. Right. I I might not like the decision that you might make, but like we're all adults. If I I don't tell everybody about my work choices all the time. So if, if he if he had to do something to advance in his career, just be like, hey yo, I gotta do something for work. Right, being more I communicative think, about yeah, it. And the I, problem I, like I think so I think that yeah, the specific for um it should not have been that big of a deal for him to do something like that. The so I think I the thing was the, the double booking question. this time. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Within like two lane. One, within the world of the show. And the other one is just actual, I want to say real life. Yeah. So I agree with you that within the reality of the show, the friends are not are sometimes not really good friends to each other. Yeah. Because they definitely are still adversarial to Monica for no reason, really. Um, and to that extent as well, William has not stood up to Monica toward them, where I would feel like, you know, if I was sitting somebody and my friends are just talking trash about them. I would stop. I'd be like, why are you doing this? Why are you talking trash about my girlfriend? Why are you thinking that you have the right to come in and dispense, you know, words and try to get between, you know, that between me and them mm-hmm. at your place. And he hasn't, he hasn't done that for Monica. And so, you know what I mean? So in that way, right. Couple with like again the girlfriend's just no noisy self, 
and him not creating that boundary, it it basically entices them to be in his business to like say, oh, why are you choosing us over Monica? Right. And I guess that's why I thought about loyalty because I'm like, they've made it into a loyalty issue. Monica's kind of made it into you have to be with me in your career and moving up like we're working with over here. And they're like, well, you have to be with us. And it's like, isn't these things supposed to work together? And yes, William has been a complete punk and not standing up by the one just kind of hoping, like you said, playing the field. He's playing both sides most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's, that's, that's where he's faltering and that's where as I said I could see your loyalty angle because he himself is not creating boundaries and and making and making both of these worlds come together because again right we all know that's why I'm gonna veer into like real life situation right we all know that like your work not not even gonna touch on the work life really your romantic life and your friends don't necessarily have to be like you know, all buddy, buddy, like we're all doing things together, but at the very least, there should be a level of mutual respect going both ways. Right. I think. Right. And, um, again, William hasn't done that. He he's allowed both parties to basically like talk trash about the other to him. And he hasn't tried to make some sort of either stance about oh yeah like I totally agree with you Monica that my friends are good for me so I'm gonna like stop being friends with them Mm. nor has he said to the other side oh yeah Monica is manipulative you're right so what he's done is basically foster an environment where both sides feel like they're actually helping him Mm. yeah I don't feel like he's a leader at all oh no like he's but not he also leader. he does oh i'm not gonna say that carry on <laughs> he's <not a> leader. <laughs> and he's not a leader in his relationship either so he 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 it's easy for him to allow other people to like run his life mm-hmm. all the way back to his mama yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah so, yeah. Course, so, so for funsies sorry go yeah. ahead kima to me, it's like, of course, he's not going to say anything to his friend because he ain't saying nothing to them hardly ever anyway. Anytime when I say anything else, anyway. But he's not that type of person. No, he's a total punk. Um, love him. Yeah. But he's a total punk. But he also, yeah, he, he, he wants to sit back and hope everything fixes itself out, works itself out. And that's just not how the world goes. Um, for funsies, I wonder if we were to rank the things, right? not including family, because I feel like that comes first to everybody. And the ranking system of career, friends, romance, what kind of ranking would you put one to three? Wait, wait, what are the three? What? Career, friends, and romance. That's the things that we're t- bat- battling in this episode. <clears throat> hmm. Hmm. What comes first? What goes last? Oh, that's... So <laughs> I'll say this, like where my mind went. Go for it. Yeah, give us some initial initial reactions. Let's go. So initial reaction is, I was going to say Romans, but the reason why is I'm thinking about all the studies that showed that your choice and life partnership has a direct impact both by 
financially and actual um like just again like just how your life just runs both in terms of mental health physical health all of that and basically who you choose to be your life partner so that's why i'm ranking it at number one because not because of just how important that decision impacts your life okay yeah that's what's what I'm next like, what's next um then i will say friends again because <laughs> because there's such there's such a big and like they create your network and your network is usually is a lot of time what enables you to have a good career because they present you you know positions and just like open doors for you at times okay so the number three is career for you yeah all right all right but you know what i mean but it's all about like again like just how important choosing the right people are because it directly impacts your money (laughs) (laughs) which is ultimately the goal there um who's next what's your rating i'm ranking not rating ranking well, I don't know, but I'm glad we let Esther go first. So, you know, thank you for breaking all that down. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, yeah, like romance goes first, obviously. Okay, okay, okay. Obviously. No, but I, I was going back and forth between like friends and romance because for me, like, Uh, romance is like a trust thing right Mm. so it's like do I want to be romantic with you if we're not even at least friends first so Mm. uh I think friends is gonna go first for me like that's like a foundation for like other things networking romance and then all of it kind of like leads into the career because if I'm not getting no romance I'm not happy I don't feel successful or anything like that Mm. I'm stressed out, right? And then my career sucks. But you know, if all of that is in line, then um, yeah, I can go to work and make money. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is again the ultimate point. So, yeah. so your friends, romance, and career. Yeah. Okay, Kima, what about you? I feel like friends and romance are almost equal. Like I would do romance one and the friends one and a half. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, because like I'm friends with my partner mm-hmm. and like I feel like you have to be friends and then I'm friends with my friends what about your friends love. all of these are people I love but then like career would go last because I don't work to live well I don't live to work I work to live right so that's just my source of income right like I took I took a pay cut to be happy right fair like, enough I thought Damn. I was gonna stay at literally I left it because I was emotionally I could not do it anymore because I had kids mm-hmm. this job that I'm at now I literally like the other day I almost cried because I'm like I get to go home and see my family like I'm so much happier oh but like I'm making less money. So like, I mean, the career is just a l- the fuel to 
my friends and family and romance. I think that was beautiful. Thank you. Lisa, what's your thing? Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all made very, very nice points. It's very nice points. The ideal of romance, it's either be chased or do the chasing, which is just a very exhausting thing to think about at this point. So I'm just going to rock with friends, romance, and career, because when I think career, I don't think of what I want to do. I mm. think of ladder. You think of what? Like the ladder, the corporate ladder, where I'm already at. Not so much. When I'm working and operating in my purpose, it shall not be called a career. It's just <laughs> that thing that I do. That felt like a little um, young Levon Zant and something in that. It was like, if, like the if way you the talked moving about it. so fills you, friend, then go with <laughs> it. Yes. Uh, and I do heavily, as I've always done, put a lot on who I choose to have access to the inner circle that is Talisa, because friendships, those relationships, are ones that you choose. Okay, they're not out of obligation. Mm. You can cut the rug and leave at any point in time, but we chose to walk this life together right, and whatever on, form preach and preach fashion that we choose to do that in. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Uh, that means that <laughs> I have to prove to you and you have to prove to me that we are embarking on this journey together. Yes, yes, uh, yes, uh, yes. And that we, that we, that we, that we, yes, that yes. we, preach, preach that we have, okay? Because not everybody's <laughs> worthy of the spot that they, you know what? Uh, y'all not ready. Yeah, I'm not ready. But it's one of the relationships that you choose. You can't choose your family. You can't choose all those things. But if you choose, there's something very powerful because I can literally say, I'm no longer doing this with you. <laughs> I'm no longer doing this with you. <laughs> Goodbye. So choose, like <laughs> when somebody changes, you? yes, when somebody changes and and does something for you because they see the value in keeping you as a friend, as a branch, as someone that they want to do life with, in whatever mm -hmm. capacity that they do with, there is mm -hmm. so much power in that. So. Yeah, for that reason, I would say, uh, friends, for the reason of my hopefulness, I will say romance. <laughs> <laughs> and third of all, career, because I don't like the word, the actual word, career. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like what should be my ranking and I only say this because of where I am in life right now and what I'm actively working on or depressed mm -hmm. or figuring out mm -hmm. is career because I'm working uh -huh. hardest to figure that out uh -huh. then romance because I'm working very much so and I would put friends as three simply because I'm taking it, I, I, it's like I get to take advantage of it because it's the easiest thing for me. Like, it's like mm. the easiest thing for me to, to keep up with, the easiest thing that, that makes me happiest. Yes, even more than man makes me happiest. <laughs> like, you know, I don't have as many, you know, downfalls, arguments, all that. Friends, 
I would put them at three simply because it's the one thing I feel like I I don't have to work at because I naturally already do. Like it's the only thing that comes natural to me and mm. feels the greatest. So it's like, okay, I'm only putting it in this order because this is the stuff I'm working hardest at. So it's in the order of what mm-hmm. I'm working hardest at right now. What I actually am putting in front of all the, like the ranking that's actively happening, not what should be happening. Friends, <laughs> romance, career. <laughs> that's what's actively happening right now. Friends get all of it. Cause it's just like, mm-hmm. I feel therapeutic. I feel like mm-hmm. ah, the breath of fresh air. No arguments, no complications. You ain't got to pay them. <laughs> I ain't got to pay you. This mm-hmm. is just, just straight up goodness. Mm-hmm. Romance, I'm still working with you, but I love you. You always going to at least be in the number two spot and then career because fuck that job. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, that's the rankings I would choose. I think it's safe to say we can close there. We'll talk about the next episode in our next episode. So any last words before we close this out, ladies? Anybody, 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 anybody? Going once, going twice, so to closing. All right. Thank you all for listening to the We Need to Talk Club podcast. Remember to always be heard. That is what we are here for. We just want our voices heard. We feel like we got something to say, and we take this platform to say it. Um, remember to follow us, review us, support us on all your podcast listening platforms. We love you guys. We thank you guys. We are just building up our listeners and view it well not viewership but listenership um our numbers are getting up there so thank you all for the plays we know we ain't do all the numbers by a damn self i know i didn't so thank y'all for playing us for a moment for the whole long haul we appreciate you please continue to support us we have good content we have multiple types of content and we have voices that deserve to be heard um so until we need to talk again bye bye cheers to lou